it's ESPN when you got it, sports, sis. I know. It's, what the heck? Sports, I need to call sis. him. Yeah, we got to get that track going. I want that to be our intro. The clip. We just need yes, the clip. Just the clip. Yeah, exactly. Of who needs ESPN when you've got it, sports, sis. It's just it's sports, sports, sis. sis. Just sports, sis. Yeah, he's got another line after that, but I forget it. I'm pretty I sure. Know, I, I was waiting for you to fill in there because I forgot it too. <laughs> I know it doesn't really matter because that's all that's going to get stuck in people's heads. So that's what I'm hoping. You're welcome, sis squad. In other news, I'm going to a bachelorette party this weekend um, with 15 girls. Uh, I have not met a single soul that's going. <laughs> I want to come. Right. I'm like, you know what? Michael was like, just don't go. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, but the thing is, is I'm in the bridal party. I have to go. I want to go. And I want to celebrate Taylor because she's the only girl I know there. And you know what? I'll just have to make some friends. And if I don't make some friends, I'll just drink beer and hang out in the hot tub. And call me. Where are you guys going? It's we're going to Lake Anna. So it's only like a two hour drive. It's not it's it's super easy. And the house is legit. I mean, you can imagine we rented this huge Airbnb because it had to fit 15 girls. Um, we're all getting COVID tested because I told her, learn from us. <laughs> Don't go on a big uh, super spreader event without testing everybody first. So that way, you know, you just don't have to worry about it, especially with your wedding coming up. When are you guys going? Friday. So I'm going up Friday night and then coming back Sunday morning. Okay. That's all. It's only like a weekend. Who's planning? Yeah. What do you guys have the whole weekend planned out? Um, I feel horrible for the girl that's planning it. Her name is Emily and she is so sweet. I've, I've spoken to her a couple of times because I was like, Hey, Emily, um, I sent her a private text. I was like, so I know we're in this group chat, but I don't know a single soul that's going and I'm not probably not going to get there until Friday night. So I don't know if there's sleeping arrangements, but I don't want to have to be like, Hey, Karen, nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to be sleeping next to you, tonight. you know, so <laughs> you don't care. Also, over, a nice talking. little, um, just a little, little aside. I, I like to snuggle. So I apologize if you wake up and I'm monk, um, I'm yes. spider monkeyed onto you because that's exactly. I, I told I Emily that I was like, I just, I feel like I would make somebody uncomfortable if I was like, Hey, it's nice to meet you. Can you scoot over? Cause I'm sleeping right next to you. And by the way, I like to snuggle. I have, um, I drool. I wear a mouth guard. I yeah. look like Medusa. I wear oversized clothing and I really like to snuggle. So if that doesn't yes. sound like your ideal bedmate, then right. Skedaddle, she, was, Karen. she was like, Christine, I got you. Um, she's getting there. I think around like noon on Friday. So she's going to snag me a bed in the cool. same room as her. Oh, so, Emily, I love you. I love I you. Know, but okay, I don't know what a party. Doing. So fun. And you know who else is going to be partying this weekend, Christine? Ew. Back Prescott because oh yeah they finally paid the man and nobody right. knows how to keep us on the edge of our seats quite like the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL making us wait and wait and wait and wait and wait for them to come out with this Dak Prescott contract yes and to your point like no one knows how to spice up a Tuesday in March quite like the NFL. On most Tuesdays during the off season, Sarah, I like to take a nap after work and obviously now record our podcast, but there's no time for that today because today was the deadline for NFL teams to use their franchise tag. And, um, but the Dallas Cowboys are not going to have to do that because they came out with this long-term contract for Dak. So yeah, first things first, who, who is Dak Prescott? 
Yeah. So Dak Prescott is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He was, um, had the franchise tag from the Dallas Cowboys in the 2020 season and got really hurt just a few weeks into the season. So if you guys remember, I did a whole spiel on our Instagram story about what Dak's getting hurt really meant um, and how it was such a blow to him because he had not signed a long-term contract with the Cowboys because they'd only franchise tagged him for one year. Um, And if you don't know what the franchise tag is, go watch our Instagram. I did. um, We did a like highlight on it, on the analogy of the bachelor um, compared to a franchise tag. So basically it's a team not really caring about the money because you pay a franchise tag higher, but not wanting to commit long-term to a player. So they, they give them a franchise tag or in the Brett bachelor's case a rose, and they're saying, I don't want to commit to you for forever. Um, but here's our one rose that we have. We're going to give it to you. And we're going to give you at least a year to prove yourself to see if we want to sign you onto a major contract next year. So Right. But in my opinion, it's, I, I mean, I had a feeling they weren't going to franchise tag him just because they knew that they wanted him. So do you know why it took them so long to come up with this deal? Like they waited until the very last second to finally come out. Well, I say. think it was kind of a, you know, everybody was unsure whether the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So the Dallas Cowboys could have franchise tag Dak again. Yeah. Cause you can get franchise tagged up to like three times, right? Up to three times. That's right. So if you can imagine going through what Dak Prescott went, went through last year, ruining his ankle, right. And then not knowing what his future held and then coming back, getting healthy. And then the Dallas Cowboys say, again, we're not willing to commit to you for a long-term we're going to give you this franchise tag for one more year. See if you can prove yourself, but the reason why I think they they didn't do that is because they know that Dak is worth a long-term contract, that mm-hmm. I'm sure they've been following his, his recovery from his ankle, and they know that he's going to be worth their investment for the next four years. So, yeah. What was your question? <laughs> that was it. Why did it take so long to come up with a, with a deal? Oh, uh, I think because they were, you know, they were definitely weighing of whether they wanted to give him the franchise tag or sign him to a longer contract. Yeah. But I also think they were working with Dak and his agent to kind of figure out, okay, what's going to not just be best for Dak, but what can Dak do to better the team as well? So they right. work together, which is such a, a relief to hear because there's been so much beef between quarterbacks and their teams recently that yeah, hearing, you know, with Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks and Deshaun Watson and the um, Houston Texans, it's like, and, and Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, obviously, true, true. you know, he got traded and he's not going to be there anymore. So to hear a quarterback wanting to invest their time, but yeah. also make sure that the contract doesn't just benefit them, but benefits his team to become a better team says a lot about Dak Prescott and what kind of player he is. Yep. And I think it's the positivity that we needed to hear in the sports world, because to your point, there has just been so much like drama between the quarterbacks and their teams. It was nice to hear a cordial agreement being made. Yes. Not just cordial, but boy, is he about to make some freaking money. So what is, what are the details of his deal? 
Yeah. So he, um, signed a four year, $160 million, $126 million guaranteed, um, contract with the Dallas Cowboys. So $66 million of that is a signing bonus, but if you, in my, my, I'm going to stop you. Sorry. So, but that was a huge deal, right? So $160 million, 126 million guaranteed. So that breaks down to about $33 million per year, but this, and he's got a 66 million signing bonus, but only yes. 22 million of that is going towards the cap. Yes. So how, how did they do that? It's because they split the signing bonus by five years. I think all that you guys need to know is Dak is getting paid, but he's going to get paid over four years and he, and, and the Dallas Cowboys and him were able to work it out so that only a small percentage of that very large contract and signing bonus is hitting the 2021 cap, that salary cap that we talk about all the time, which they haven't officially come out with yet. I think it's going to be around 180 million. And what, that is saying is obviously Dak is still getting paid, right? But Mm -hmm. what he's doing is he's allowing the Dallas Cowboys to go into the draft, into free agency, into that period of when, you know, we can look at all, or the Dallas Cowboys can look at all of the other teams, free agents, the ones that have been released and say, you know, we can, we have the money in our salary cap to pick up Mm -hmm. the, you know, creme de la creme of what Dak Prescott in the Dallas Cowboys need to make them a Super Bowl contending team. Right. Okay. And this 66 million, it's, it's, is it all at once? Like he signs this contract and he gets it all at once. No. So they, they split it. That's the biggest signing bonus of the history of the NFL. Yes. Which was, what'd you say? $66 million. Yep. That's the signing bonus. So in order to be sure that Dak doesn't basically screw the Cowboys over, um, and so that they can't draft anybody who's worth a damn, he agreed to splitting this signing bonus out over five years so that only $13.2 million per year is hitting the cap. And then, um, his first year is only $9 million. So only to around $22 million of this mega contract is hitting the salary cap. So it's really like, like I said, it's benefiting both players or both yeah. it's benefiting both the team and the players so that the Dallas Cowboys have more flexibility to, to pick up, you know, tenured players with large contracts, but Dak Prescott is obviously still getting paid. So, Oh yeah. I, I, he's way, definitely not going to qualify for the stimulus check. That's about to get to be put yes, back out. <laughs> right. And way to work through it, Dak way to work through it. The Cowboys, like I said, I, yeah. you know, everybody's like, what's been going on. You know, they've been so quiet. It's because they've been working in a professional manner. Like yeah. all these teams who were leaking, um, you know, drama to the press and, and they've got something to talk about. The Dallas Cowboys met with Dak Prescott and they kept it hush hush. And it was just a meeting between two people and them saying, you know, Dak saying, I want the Dallas Cowboys to have a, a long and healthy, um, shot at going to the Super Bowl, And in order to do that, I, you know, want you guys to have the flexibility to pick up big players, but at the same time, I want to get paid. And Dallas was saying, 
thank you for this flexibility. We want to pay you. We want to extend you. So that's how the relationship is supposed to work. So again, kudos to to Dak and the Cowboys. And to your point too, I mean, they, they're working as a partnership. So he wasn't even the biggest filler of their cap space. And if they decided to franchise tag him, it would have been 37 million. So really it's a win-win for both parties. Good. Good, good, good. Well, I hope that they are a Super Bowl contender, not just for Dak, not just for the Dallas Cowboys, but also for Michael, your husband, because he is such a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, Christine. But speaking of Super Bowls and championships, the NCAA tournament is coming up and we have everything and then some that you guys need to know about the NCAA tournament, also known as March Madness. So March Madness is such a fun time. Everyone fills out their brackets. Um, And for those of you that don't know, I do think that we should start from the beginning and just kind of go over what it even is. Like, what is it? How did it come about? Yes. Why is it called March Madness? Yes. Okay. So March Madness is the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament is March Madness. So it is the women and men's um, college basketball championship tournament. Um, and it is called March madness because, because it's an, is one, is it because it's in March? That would be, yes, yes. But a high school basketball ref referred to the, a game in 1939 as March madness, but the term was not necessarily associated with the NCAA tournament until a TV announcer used it while covering a game in 1982. So the NCAA tournament has been around um, for a while, it started in 1939 with just eight teams. And then it's grown That's to crazy. 64 teams. Um, and, and which is today's size and since 1985. So the NCAA tournament has been around for a very long time. And then March madness kind of was associated with the NCAA tournament in 1982. So, so who gets to play in the tournament? Yeah. So good question. This year is a little bit different. Um, there are 31 conferences, um, D one conferences across the United States in basketball, right? So, uh, division one. Okay. Yes. So there's like division one schools, division two schools, division three schools. So all the school, all the teams that play in March Madness are D one schools, D one schools. So this year is a little bit different. There are 32, um, division one college basketball conferences across the United States, 32 or 31. There are 32, but because of COVID the Ivy league division or conference decided not to play this year. And so they're not going to have a presence in the NCAA tournament. So what happens is typically there are 32 conferences with 32 conference championships, right? So let's Mm -hmm. think, let's use the ACC as an example, right? So the ACC, they have the ACC tournament, which Mm -hmm. is their division tournament. And um, all of the teams play each other in single elimination. And then they have the ACC championship game. And whoever wins that has a straight seat, a direct shot into the NCAA tournament. So every other um, winner of all of the other 31 conferences are automatic qualifiers is what they're called. So I'm putting that on a quote marks, right? So the automatic, they're automatic qualifier. <laughs> qualifiers. Qualifiers. 
They're automatic qualifiers for the NCAA tournament. In total, so there are the 32, right? This year, only 31 because the Ivy League is not there. In total, there are 68 teams that are in the NCAA tournament. So I know you're doing the math in your head right now. (laughs) Can you see my wheels turning? Minus 31 equals 37. So when do you choose the rest of those 37 teams, right? Right. So there is a committee, of course, just like in college football, there is a committee made up of 10 people, very similarly um, selected people from the universities all across the nation. And they have a selection day called selection Sunday. It's selection Monday for the women selection Sunday for the men. Okay. And they will select, they will rank the teams one through 68. Okay. Wow. Okay. And obviously taking in into account those automatic qualifiers, right? So those conference winners, those conference championship winners, but they're selecting 37 more teams. So you've got the automatic qualifiers, which are the winners of all of the conferences. So that's 31, 31. And then you've got the selection Sunday committee, the NCAA tournament selection committee, who is selecting the teams on selection Sunday, and they will be picking 36, I'm sorry, 37 more teams. So you've got the 32 or sorry, the 31, 31 because it's, it's because of COVID normally it's 32, but yes. So you have the 31 that are automatically qualified. And then you have the 37 seven that, that are selected the by the committee are selecting to play in the tournament as well. Correct. Correct. So, so wow, that's a lot of freaking teams. Yes. It's a lot of teams, right? So you have the 68 teams that they are ranking one through 68, right? Okay. The, okay. The teams that are ranked 61 through 68 play in games called the play-in game. Okay. Just to like knock out the, the bottom. Correct. Because the main bracket of the NCAA tournament of March madness has 64 teams. Okay. So four regions all ranked one through 16. So you've got the East, the South, the Midwest and the West all with one seeds all the way through 16 seeds. So 16 times four is 64, right? But I just told you that the selection committee is ranking one through 68. So they're selecting 68 teams. So why do they select 68 then? Because they are basically just, they're expanding it to give people more of a chance. Yeah. So there used to just be the selection committee would choose 64 teams and that was the tournament, right? Now expanding it to 68 gives people who are, I'm putting this in quote marks again, on the bubble, because you'll hear that term a lot whenever you hear about teams that are right on the verge of not making the NCAA tournament, it broadens their, um, their chances to be able to actually make the tournament. Got you. So there's 68 teams. They're ranked one through 68 and numbers 61 through 68 play in. So that's eight teams. Do they play each other? 
play each other in four games. So like there's eight teams each play each other. So that's four games total in the play-in games and the winners of those play-in games get a 16 seed and get to make the NCAA tournament. Nice. Okay. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah. So So that's obviously not televised or anything, or is it? No, it is. It's very, very exciting. I mean, we have... Um, Wilmington, uh, you, my, my college, UNC Wilmington made it to the tournament, um, yes. which was totally not expected. Yeah. Um, a few years, actually it was more than a few years ago. I think it was like four years ago, but it was exciting. Yeah, it is so exciting. And that's what, that's what makes filling out a bracket, right? So difficult. And that's what the world thrives on with March madness is yeah. these Cinderella stories and these, you know, schools like UNC Wilmington coming in and you're like, are they going to do well? Are they going to upset people? You know, it's just like, it, it sucks you in because these right. kind of no name schools, if you will, are playing like the number one and number two college basketball programs in the world. So rewind Sarah, what, what do you mean by a Cinderella story? So a Cinderella story is a basketball team that comes into the NCAA tournament that greatly exceeds its NCAA tournament expectations. So, okay. So like if if UNC Wilmington, like I just said, went into the tournament and just so happened to beat, you know, and get through and get to the top 16, that would be a Cinderella story. Yes. Or, um, oh my gosh, Davidson. Yes. Oh, Steph Curry. So that's right, Sarah. Um, Steph Curry played for Davidson um, in 2008, I believe, and they were ranked 10 and made it to the Elite Eight. Yes. So, so that would be another good example of a Yes, they were ranked 10th in their region. So you guys have to remember, right? These are out of 68. So you would think, you know, number 10 is, I mean, could have been like numbers one through four are all number ones. Number five through eight are all number twos, number nine. So, I mean, as you go on, he, Davidson was ranked in the high forties, low fifties. Yeah. Really low, really low. So, I mean, you hear they're ranked 10th and you're, that's not something that's pretty good to think about. Um, like it's not a top 25 in the nation. This is like, they're out of 68. That's probably, you know, 10, they're right around, they were ranked right around like 40th. So in the lower, like lower tier of all of the NCAA teams that were in the tournament that year Mm -hmm. and how they made it through what they made it to the elite eight. (gasps) Okay. They made it to the elite eight. And I'll never forget this because Davidson. Okay. So first of all, Christina and I's dad went to Davidson, right? And we, I think we brought up the Curry family on every single one of our episodes. I think we do too. The Curry's, um, Steph Curry went to Davidson, um, and played college basketball there. And I think the story is, this is a little bit of tea that, um, Del Curry, his dad went to Virginia tech, right. And played on, on Virginia tech's basketball team and called Seth Greenberg, who was the coach at the time in 2008 and said, my son's coming out of Charlotte Christian. And I really would like for him to be a hokey. Well, Seth Greenberg didn't think that Seth Curry was good enough. Oh, shoot. So insert Davidson. Wow. Steph Curry goes to Davidson, blows up, blows the program up, kills it, takes his team to the elite eight. And I remember this forever. Davidson flew all of their students because it's such a small school 
all of their students to the sweet 16 and the elite eight to watch Davidson play. So what does that mean? I mean, I would guess that the, the sweet 16 would be the final 16 teams in the tournament. That's correct. Okay. And then the elite eight would be eight left, the, right? The final eight. And then the final four is the four team. And then the national championship game is obviously the final two. So you start with 64. Um, the reason why the sweet 16, the elite eight and the final four are named is because you have played so much basketball and done an yeah. amazing job to beat all of the teams that you've been able to beat when you were playing in six, a 64 team bracket that you've yeah. gotten all the way down to the sweet 16. It deserves its own name. It definitely has a lot of hype around it. It's at, um, a prime time. So it's not during the day. Like you'll see a lot of these games being played. Um, so yes, you'll hear a lot about the sweet 16, the elite eight, the final four, and then the national championship game, because those are like so, the biggest games in your bracket. When do you start filling out the bracket then? Is it at the elite 16? Um, you mean oh, the, the sweet 16, the sweet 16? No. So you fill out your bracket. You actually have a really short window that you can fill out your bracket. Okay. So and I think it's so important to fill out brackets, even if you're not huge sports fans, this squad, because it makes it so much fun to watch these games. It does. Even if you just pull up, even if you look at, okay, so back to my question, and then we can talk about brackets. So, um, selection Sunday is on March 14th. All right. So that right? is, in, that's soon. That's yes. In Seven so that's this coming Sunday. And then selection Monday for the girls tournament is, is on the 15th. So the day after, and the first play in game is on March 18th. Okay. So March 18th is the very first day that we can watch March madness. Watch yes. Basketball. Because those are the play in games. Those teams that are ranked 61 through 68 are going to be playing in the very first play in game on March 18th. So but they're not, they're not part of the bracket, right? Only the 64 are part of the bracket. Some will have the, some will have the play in games at the top. Yeah. But to your point, the main bracket is of 64, the 64 teams. So yeah. we have got, we got to do some sort of fun thing for the squad. Let's do a bracket part. Or I don't know how you how do you do a, like, what would you do for a bracket? We'll like figure this, it out. We'll figure something out. Um, we'll we put it on the story. See if people want to do it. I think people will be, yeah. um, kind of nervous about filling out a bracket, but it's so fun. Even honestly, I would just, when it back, you know, back whenever I fill them, I fill them out religiously every year, but a lot of the times, if I have no idea, I go off based off what colors I, I like more. Christine, literally you can be like, yeah, my grandma, Joe's second cousin's son's brother went to yes. Loyola of Chicago and I like their maroon color. So I'm going to pick right. that. Like, exactly. Or I've never been to Nebraska. So I'm going to go ahead and choose Nebraska because I, I don't know. I, I want to go. Right. So you have a short window of when you can fill it out. So obviously it's after selection Sunday and immediately following those play in games so that we know who the core 64 teams are going to be, but don't let it intimidate you. You don't yeah, even have, have to do it. Research. You can pick the names that you like better. You'll have the rankings of all of the teams and all of the regions that they're in. And, and I think a lot of the times, whenever you just don't care, you do better. And it's true. actually so much more fun because it's just like, you had no idea what you were doing and you're winning. Oh my gosh, Christine. I looked up this stat on, um, brackets only. Okay. So I was like, what is the chance? Because 
Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. What is the guy's bracket. name? This gajillionaire every year says Warren, if you get Warren. A- <gasps> Warren Oh, what's his name? Oh my God. He's the billionaire. Warren Buffett. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Wait. Yeah. Good minds. Okay. <laughs> so Warren Buffett gives you, I think like a million dollars if you get a hundred percent correct bracket. Right. So I looked it up. What, yeah, are, what the are the odds, odds? of getting a 100% correct bracket? And the answer, Christine is one in nine quintillion 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 do you know how many zeros are in a quintillion holy crap no 18 oh my god that's insane this has to be our segment we've got to see because and then katie we need to overlay show us what what a quintillion is nine and then put the the 18 zeros after the nine and just show you guys just how small the odds are that you'll get a perfect bracket, but it just makes it so much more fun. You pay attention to more and you'll want to cheer for the team, obviously that you pick. So we're going to do something with brackets. We don't know what yet, but we're going to do something. And a fun fact too, which just kind of puts into perspective what quintillion even really means. I heard this fun fact like a long time ago and it stuck with me because I thought it was so crazy. Um, so the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire, right? So I'll put it in seconds. So a million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 31 years. (gasps) And a trillion seconds is 31,600 years. So that's just, that's just 1 trillion is 30, pretty almost 32,000 years. I mean, just think quintillion and nine quintillion at that. Nine quintillion is the chance. One in nine quintillion is the chances that you will select a perfect bracket. So don't let your significant other, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad be like, you know, nothing about NCAA basketball. Guess what? You pick a bracket and guaranteed, even if you know less than said person who's giving you crap about it, you will do better on your bracket and you will enjoy the tournament so much more if you fill one out. Yes. You have to fill one out. So squad, you've got yes. to, it makes it so much more fun, but, um, I'm pretty sure that covers everything with March Madness that we wanted to cover. And so we're going to navigate towards the end of the pod here. And usually we do who you got, but instead we're going to now, um, cycle through four different segments that we think will be fun for the end of the podcast. And this time is going to be sports trivia between Sarah and I. So I'm going to ask Sarah three questions. She's going to ask me three questions. Whoever gets the best out of three wins. Yes. Perfect. Really. I I just want to preface this. I chose extremely, extremely easy questions. You say that. And now I'm probably going to get them wrong. You're right. I shouldn't say that. I mean, I chose simple questions for the, for the start of trivia. Cause I was like, you know what? We'll start out easy. I, I promise you, you're going to get them. I see. All right, go. First question. What does NBA stand for? The National (laughs) Basketball Association. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. (laughs) That was really easy. I told you. All right, right, right. I'm going to make it a little harder. I'm going to make it a little harder. Ready? Yep. What color are the goalposts in football? Yellow. Dang it. (laughs) 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 All right, all right, all right. 
last but not least, what is the name of the course that the Masters Golf Tournament is played on? Augusta National. Yep. Dang. I told you they were easy. <laughs> Yay, Christine. All right. Mine are a little bit harder, but I, I didn't want to give you like super easy ones. So I'm just you nicer than you. About this one. How many yards is the penalty of defensive holding in the National Football League? Defensive holding. It's not, it's five. <gasps> five or it's, it's five. Okay. I was going to say, where is it? 10. It's, it's five. five. But two plus two equals five. Um, it's, it's five, but it's an automatic first down. So it's like a huge penalty when the defense holds, um, because they, even if it's, you know, even if they need 10 yards to get the first down, if they defensive hold, it's five yards in an automatic first down. So a reset. Can you do like a quick description of even like what a hold even means? Um, usually what you'll see is, um, it's on a receiver and it is like, it's not pass interference. So it's not happening within the like path of a ball coming into the receiver and the defender interfering with that reception. But it's usually when the receiver is on the way to get the ball and the defender is trying to slow them down. So they grab onto them and kind of throw them off their route. Yeah. So you're not allowed to put your hands on them per se and, and it interfere with them catching the ball. You can't hold them. Right. To hold them back from being able to get there. Correct. Yeah. So if they're, tr- if, if you're going to knock them off their path, you, you have to defend them. Don't get me wrong. There is definitely some touching and heavy petting going on. Don't get me wrong, Heavy petting. <laughs> but you can't grab onto somebody and say, I'm going to completely throw you off your route and like throw you onto the ground because that would be a hold. That's what all the defense defenders would do if they could do it. That's not really a short explanation, but I did my best. Yes. No, that was a good explanation. Okay. All right. All ding, right. ding, ding. I got that one right, baby. Good. All right. Which team's helmet does not have a logo? Oh, cheese and rice. I think I know. You know. Because their helmet is brown and orange. Who is it? Oh, my God. The Browns. Yes! The Browns! <laughs> the ugliest colors in the NFL, in my opinion. And they- on their helmet it's great helmets any it's like their their logo is a helmet i'm pretty sure so their helmet doesn't have a helmet on it it's just the colors (laughs) that's true yeah that's a good job ding 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 okay last but not least which team is the youngest franchise meaning their team was founded the very last in the nfl oh you know this the las vegas raiders are the newest team but they were transitioned. That's not like the newest franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were an old fran- franchise that just transitioned where they to Las from. Vegas. Yes. Okay, I think I may know this. They so were the founded Jacksonville- the at the very the they were founded the very latest. Is it the Jaguars? No, but close. Dang it! I have no idea then. It's the Houston Texans. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Yes, it's such a new team. It was like 2005, I'm pretty sure. The Carolina Panthers were that that running too. It was like the Carolina Panthers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, but the Houston Texans were 
um, we're definitely the youngest one. So, well, there you go. I there will you go. Ever again, learn something new every day. Learn something new every day. All right, sis squad. Well, that wraps up this episode of It Sports Is. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Toodaloo.